What's up? Hey! Welcome back to the Blues Library Podcast. I'm Ashley, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Lexi. Hello! And today we're here to talk about books. Like always, because what else do we talk about? <laughs> Literally, what else do we talk about? <laughs> Literally nothing. <laughs> oh, life. Okay, anyways, we are going... First of all, I guess I should probably do a spoiler warning and a trigger warning. Now that the King series is finished... Spoilers for the whole series, obviously, because we're on the last book. <laughs> um, <laughs> trigger warnings are deet. <laughs> Dude. It's deet. Um, no. <laughs> 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 fucking bug spray. You know what? That shit burns, okay? <laughs> dude, you're not applying it right. Okay, then. but dude, no, okay. Have you never sprayed bug spray? Like, okay, first of all, my dad gets, like, the actual, like, almost straight deet shit when we go. Like, the deep woods shit. Because instead of, like, the off bullshit my mom buys. And so, like, when we go out camping, hunting, fishing, whatever it is, we've got that. And we'll spray it on our faces. First of all, deet will eat through plastic, so don't spray it on glasses learned that a little bit in a rough way um dude <laughs> i'm not even surprised then but if you spray it on your face it like makes your lips tingle have you ever had um that lip product that's supposed to like plump up your lips yes that is what it feels like dude okay i'm gonna have to do some research because now i'm intrigued if that is the chemical that they use to fucking plump so, your lips but here's the funny thing is i had some of that stuff once and i like i put it on i was like that feels kind of weird and so like i had my dad put it on to see and he goes that kind of feels <laughs> like when you are one with my bug spray when i spray it on <laughs> i fucking love your dad <laughs> anyways so the trigger warnings are death drugs kidnapping talk of rape dismemberment of bodies and lots and lots of blood also there is a six-year-old that does commit murder but it's for a good reason anyways <laughs> the name of the book today is the life and death of samuel clearwater and it is preppy part three by tm Fraser, and it is book seven in the king series oh my god this series is so good i'm so glad you told me to read it oh yeah bro it's good it is. I'm so. Are sad you glad that right I told now. you to keep fucking reading? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I almost, for anybody who doesn't know, you probably should go back and watch the first uh, book for listen. this episode, or listen, <laughs> whatever. Same thing. I'm watching because I can see myself. But I almost didn't finish this series, and it's not really a spoiler warning anymore because we've already read part or past the parts where we find out he's not actually dead but i thought preppy was dead for good and i was really mad about it and i thought like preppy's books were going to be before the death and i was just so mad <laughs> anyways moving on let's get into the synopsis that is actually brief this time oh yes <laughs> okay so we end the last book dre got kidnapped and you end on hearing Bo yell mommy which are the first yet yeah, first words that he ever says to them and it was so heartbreaking so heartbreaking um anyway so Bo goes up to preppy and tries to tell him that something's wrong preppy bear and king find out that dre was kidnapped and take off to find her they see a car stopped in the road and they take off the car takes off when they approach and then almost a little bit too late they see that someone is in the road hurt and preppy yanks the wheel hard realizing that it's dre King and Preppy roll out of the truck, and luckily the truck stops right before it hits Dre. Dre's all fucked up with road rash. King and Preppy are minimally hurt because King landed on Preppy. <laughs> so Preppy's a little bit more hurt than King. King used Preppy as a landing pad. It was great. Like a mattress. That was that was one of my favorite things because I'm like, I don't know about you, but I imagine King to be so fucking huge. Oh yeah, like just so muscly and just tall and huge and so i was like and then i imagine preppy even though i know in this book he's not because he works out with king to be the scrawny tiny little thing and it just he was for a long time i know the image in my head i was dying of laughter dude i fucking love um okay anyway so Preppy, King, and Bear try to figure out who is after Preppy and who is trying to kidnap Dre. 
and they go through a list of people. They suspect Kevin, who's Preppy's brother that they found in the last book. And Preppy decides that he's going to get to know him better and keep an eye on him. So Kevin helps Jake and Preppy dismember someone. Then Preppy and Kevin go out into gator-infested waters and feed the body to the gators. Because Florida. Um, Pretty much. (laughs) Kevin lives in a really sketchy place. Preppy won't let him stay there. So he, they basically let Kevin live with them. Uh, Kevin gets jumped by some dudes. They take his weed and money. Preppy goes to teach them a lesson. And they also discover that Kevin prefers waffles over pancakes. And in true Preppy fashion, he goes fucking crazy and (laughs) declares that they are no longer brothers. Um, at Dre's bachelorette party, she goes to the bathroom and someone comes in that's clearly not a female. When she gets back to the table, the girls tell her that they had to kick Kevin out, but not Brandon, who's the gay best friend, because he is to stay. Um, Dre starts to freak out a little bit. Preppy and Dre get home one day and Kevin, who's supposed to watch Bo, comes out of the house saying that Bo's missing. (laughs) Words that no parent ever wants to fucking hear. Dude, no, never. Um, They freak out and search all over for him. Preppy ends up finding him by the train tracks, and Bo shows him his little hideout. Then he has a blanket, coloring books, all sorts of weapons, from, like, a butter knife to a motherfucking axe. The foreshadow. Um, Bo reveals. (laughs) Did you ever watch that movie that was, like, I can't remember what it was, something with, like, an axe murder or whatever. I just remember it was, like, some hotel thing, and there's this... There's this weird hotel. We went on a trip somewhere in Idaho, and the hotel, like, that we passed reminded me so much of this fucking, like, movie, and I was, like, absolutely terrified the entire time we were there. Anyways, moving was on. Was this a scary I a movie? Weird fuck- I don't remember. I'm gonna have to- f- Because I'm gonna I don't figure watch out what scary it is. <laughs> I'm gonna have to figure out what it was, um, and I'll probably end up rewatching it and letting you know. But I, I'm going to be completely honest. I watched really fucked up shit when I was a kid. Okay, I watched It in first grade, like the old It movie. And I've hated scary movies ever since. So, like... Uh, well, I don't fucking blame you. I watched that and I'm, what, 24 years old? And that terrified the shit out yeah. of me. So, like, the only... I have watched three scary movies in my life, okay? I've watched It when I was six. I watched... The House at the End of the Street with you because you forced me to watch this motherfucking movie. And then I watched some fucked up movie. It was more fucked up than scary. But like, I watched that freshman year of college. So like, I'm doing life good. Um, okay. Anyway. Okay, I think, I think, I'm not sure if this is it, but I'll have to rewatch it and remember it. Um, no, I don't think this one's it. Maybe it is. I just remember that there was, like, some weird hotel thing or some building that looked like this hotel that we had passed in Idaho. But I think it was called So I Married an Axe Murderer or something like that. Yeah, bro. I'll watch it and then I'll let you know if that was it. Well, I'm not going to watch it, so. (laughs) Okay, but here's the thing is Google is explaining it as a um, rom-com. That's the funny thing. But I also remember when I was younger, I was a little bit more terrified. Thanks, Justin, for watching the fucking ring and then leaving. Bloody Mary situation. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, I've got a quick funny story to tell. Okay, do you remember that stupid school that I had to go to where we had to wear uniforms? And it um (laughs) Okay. So I'm there and I'm in the bathroom with some friends let's be completely honest i had no <laughs> fucking friends there um they like we were in the bathroom i remember they turned out the lights in the bathroom and they were playing bloody mary and i was st- i just remember standing in the corner watching them and i was fuck or freaked the fuck out right i mean like oh god i had to have been in like probably first or second grade oh bro. okay <laughs> I'm freaked the fuck out, and I just remember the door opening, and I was like, my heart like just started beating so fucking fast. And a teacher comes in, and she gets so mad at these girls, and she comes over to me, who's cowered in the fucking corner, and she's like, "It's okay that they're just playing a stupid game. It's not real." And I I just remember when I think of that school, that's what I remember. 
That's gotta make what happened to us with Justin so much fucking worse. Oh my god. Okay, tell the people what happened because I I forget how we got in this situation. I, I, don't, I don't fully remember. We Did, I thought we were just playing something. it. And like, oh, when we thought we were going to be YouTubers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, no, it was something like that. And we had done like Bloody Mary and we were talking about Bloody Mary. We'd watched this video on YouTube about the story of Bloody Mary and we were so scared. So we go into like the office or whatever or the upstairs room and we're just in there. Oh, recording. back then it was our bonus room. Yes. We were recording and like we're just doing our stupid shit. And her brother comes in and he's wearing like the scream mask and the scream outfit. And he just comes in yelling. He's like, ah! And like, we, I almost pissed myself, bro. I was so fucking scared. <laughs> Bo shows him his hideout. He has a blanket, coloring books, and all sorts of weapons, ranging from a butter knife to an axe. Bo reveals to Preppy that he's worried that Preppy and Dre are going to leave him and no longer want him. So Preppy shows him a tattoo he got that had Dre and Bo's names in it. In another effort to show Bo that he is part of their family, Dre takes him to get both of their last names changed to Clearwater. In the process, she finds out that Preppy's mom was collecting life insurance on both Preppy and Kevin. Very illegal, people. If you didn't know, if you are collecting life insurance on somebody who's not actually dead, so illegal. Oh, yeah. And it's just a fucking shitty thing to do. Yes. So Dre goes to confront the mother, but finds out that she's dead. And the mother's husband has given her the ashes of the mother. Um, Preppy finds out that she that Dre lied about where she was going, but it's okay because they make up probably with sex, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Preppy and Kevin go to scatter the ashes of their mother and discover a letter from their mother's husband and a check paying them all of the money their mother had collected wrongfully from their quote unquote deaths. The husband wanted to make it right. Mm -hmm. um, And he felt like even though they weren't his kids, he still needed to correct the wrongs of their mother. What a great dude. Oh, dude, I know. I was like, I wish we got to, like, maybe see Preppy and Kevin have, like, some sort of interaction with him. Oh, yeah. Um, Preppy decides to give the money to Dre to start a house flipping business. After their wedding, Dre's alone, and Kevin comes in to talk to her. After he leaves, she gets taken, but everyone thinks that Kevin is the culprit. We find out before Preppy, King, and Bear that it's actually Eric that took her. Lexi was right in the last episode. <laughs> I I kid you not. I was in my car reading this and I screamed. <laughs> I'm not even surprised. <laughs> so Eric is loco crazy and he's been fucking with Preppy for years. Like the car explosion in the first King book. And like, what else? What are the other examples? I, that was the biggest one that I remember because I remember thinking back to that book. I think it was in the first book. Yeah. And I was like that fucking long. Like imagine how long T.M. Frazier planned out the like this. Isn't that crazy? That's on like some SJM level shit. Mm hmm. Um, but almost like better because it's like books and books later, not like the next book. Yeah. And it's like not only that, too, but it's like. There's so many years separating. Yes. Like when Eric, um, when the whole Eric, Dre, and Preppy thing happened to when that those little things started happening to then when they now find this out. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, then King, Bear, and Preppy come in to rescue Dre. Bunch of crazy shit happens. Preppy gets shot. Bear and King end up in part of the building that collapses after Eric blows it up. Um, Eric's about to kill Preppy and then kill Dre, but then there is an axe in Eric's head. And it turns out that Bo showed up and saved their asses. Turns out Bo is the axe murderer. <laughs> That's the part of the movie I forgot. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> um, 
king and bear emerge from the carnage, looking like fucking gods, you know, the picture. Um, And they go back (laughs) to the van. There's a big explosion. And then there's a jump to Dre in the hospital. The doctor that's helping her is responsible for helping cover up the fact that Preppy was, in fact, not dead this whole time. And he's there trying to kill Dre. But Preppy King and Bear come in and kill him instead. Fucking karma, bitches. Karma's a bitch. (laughs) Um, Dre wakes up and then King and Preppy have a super emotional talk about how they met and how they ended up where they are. King gives Preppy money for his half of the house because Preppy's moving out and they bought the house together. They do this weird man thing about pretending they're not fucking crying. They hug and then the book ends. One thing that I do want to add. So you remember in um, the second book of King and Ray's where he's like coming out of the lake thing or whatever, the ponds. um, And like, just, I'm okay. I have this funny image in my head. I'm going to have to send you the music video. um, But it's my, so one of my favorite country artists, he has this like, character that he like puts on where it's like the typical hick country boy thing where it's like the whole don't tread on me shit and the way he talks and like there's this part where he's coming out of the swamp and that's what I had in my head so when Bear and King come out of the carnage of the building (laughs) I had that image in my head of them just rising up out of it slowly (laughs) oh my god that's a good one. <laughs> oh. Okay, Lexi, tell me what you did with your makeup today. <laughs> so I have one I read, um, and it's for Dre's lipstick at the wedding. Um, originally, I was just going to do both eyes red, and I was going to have like draw a little axe on one of my eyes because... This is a little morbid, so I apologize if this offends anybody, but I thought it was great that their six-year-old son axe murdered somebody to save their asses. Because, I mean, let's be completely fucking honest. This is King, Bear, and Preppy we're talking about, and they needed a six-year-old to save their asses. I love it. So I was going to also do that, you know, because the blood from Eric and then the axe for Bo. Anyways, I didn't do that. I just did one I read for Dre's um, lipstick at the wedding. And then I changed my mind last minute and I ended up doing purple and I did a darker purple with a lighter sparkly purple over the top because um, that is the color for adoptive families. And y- as you know, they adopted um, Bo and oh my God, they have the cutest fucking family ever. Agreed. Anyways, what did you do, Ashley? So um, the big thing about Dre's fashion is that she is like 50s inspired like that is how she feels her best so i did a 50s inspired full face of makeup so it's so cute it looks i fucking look weird okay most i think think it's it's because like i'm used to contour and like i didn't Mm -hmm. contour but um so i did like my light foundation because bitch is white i am white as fuck i am bitches um and i use like my light concealer uh, I did blush across my full cheek instead of just my cheekbones, so it kind of comes under my eyes as well. Um, I did full eyebrows with, like, an arch in them, and natural eyeshadow, thin eyeliner on the top and bottom of my eyes, and then, of course, my lovely lashes. It looks so good. Sorry, I'm, like, trying to readjust this. No, I was, like, thinking about doing okay, freckles, cool. like, trying to get freckles on my face, and then I was like, no, uh-huh. it doesn't work, because I feel like this would look so cute with freckles, but... Oh, dude, it would have. You should have done that. I know, but it wasn't 50s, bro. So we were at... <laughs> I was at work the other day, and we had um, somebody come in, and they were talking to um, now the assistant manager, and um, she's got the most beautiful natural freckles ever right absolutely cute love it it's adorable and this lady was telling us that there's people that get them tattooed on yeah. i was like wait that's cute i want freckles i'm not sure if i wanted enough to get it tattooed on though anyways moving on my problem is i have <laughs> freckles but like my face is red so like, i'm like i can't be like a normal color and a freckles unless i like draw them on i don't have freckles i just have a few moles on my face and that's it I'm not that cute. I have mad freckles. I love freckles. I love freckles. So many fucking freckles. Yeah, I love freckles. Okay. 
discussion questions all right okay what, what did you think oh wait what the fuck did you think we would have more time of dre being kidnapped like in the beginning because the last book ended with her being kidnapped no i think it did it really well um but also like it was weird because there was a second kidnapping in this book so like well to be fair the first kidnapping didn't really work out so well <laughs> i know but like it's like oh dre was kidnapped at the like at the end of the last book and then she gets kidnapped again <laughs> like, and then she gets kidnapped like, at the I'm end like, of this, this book bitch needs a goddamn tracker like so she had one though remember you right after the accident he had put one in and that's how they had found them so fast oh my god was it this series that like they say that they implanted an IUD, but it's actually no, no. This it's one was in the back of her neck. Three hundred and sixty-five days. So, in three hundred and sixty-five days, he tells her that he implanted like the next Splenon birth control in her arm, and it's actually a tracker and not birth control. Oh okay, all I've got to say is that we are now lucky that I no longer have next Splenon in my arm because I would have been fucking paranoid. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> had that shit for fucking like six years after like what did you expect well to be fair he was like in love with her so i thought he wasn't gonna be a fucking piece of shit (laughs) anyways okay so i thought we would have at least like maybe a couple of chapters i knew i knew it being preppy he was gonna find her really fast but I thought we were going to have at least a couple of chapters. So I was a little shocked when it was like, they didn't even really make it that far. But then again, Dre's, Dre's a bad bitch. She fucking pulled that, um, whatever it's called, the thing that pops the trunk. Um, Emergency. Yeah. Which actually also was very helpful because they were a- able to narrow down what year, at least um, the years, because mm-hmm. they didn't start making... Um, those in the trunks until a certain year or whatever yeah so i mean thank goodness that she locked her childhood cat in the trunk otherwise she would have never learned that <laughs> okay that was seriously that was how that's how it started is she's remembering this and she's remembering her dad telling her like oh they didn't make those with um cats being trapped in the trunk in mind or whatever and i was like oh damn her dad just saved her fucking life what did you think about dre doing the remodeling business I thought it was awesome. I agree. And it's actually... It works so well for her. I like... You changed my terminology of it. I'm not calling it a remodel house flipping. Business. House flipping. You said That's home what it, you, flipping. I said house flipping. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Same thing. But either way, I... All I know... All I gotta say is we were on vacation once. Oh, we were... We went to the... Beach. we Oregon are tangents all day <laughs> you know and so we had gone to the Oregon coast and we were in the hotel and we started watching flipping vegas anyways so moving on from that i thought it was pretty awesome i was like damn and then especially the, the fact that she was so good at it oh yeah i agree and then like preppy being so fucking supportive of it too oh god i fucking totally love the these books fucking love them all okay what did what did yeah what did you think I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Did you suspect Kevin as the kidnap or like as being the kidnapper? Like when they were started like suspecting him and being like, hey, I mean, this is kind of weird. Hell no. I was like, it's too easy. So in the last book, we all know, I guessed that Eric kidnapped her. But I was also kind of like, I mean, it is a little sus that he's new in their lives. So maybe he's in on it or maybe like he's friends with eric or whatever part of like that drug life i mean obviously he's dealing weed but i mean weed and heroin are very different things um yes (laughs) but i was like "Mm, maybe and then i was kind of like i'm not sure i'm not like i'm not so sure because kevin seemed really genuine and like actually kind of excited that he had a brother oh yeah so i was like "Mm." so it started out like a maybe he's in on it but maybe not I will say it was a little sus, though, at the bachelorette party when she came back from the bathroom and the girls were like, oh, we just kicked Kevin out. And I was like, oh, motherfucker. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, I agree. Preppy's going to murder your ass, sir. Uh, What were your thoughts about Preppy getting a tutor for sign language for Bo? 
oh my god it was the most adorable fucking thing ever i wanted to cry it was so cute i thought it was the most adorable thing sir we are recording <laughs> okay he's just wandering around the kitchen like shit ain't happening um <laughs> nine o'clock at night um oh my god it's 7 30 here fuck um okay we planned on recording way early oh yeah um okay i thought it was fucking adorable i absolutely support this because whether or not your child is verbal by choice or by like not choice basically uh-huh. um it's your job as a parent to support them and whatever makes their life easier. And I thought that was fucking so cute. I thought it was awesome. I loved, though, that instead of just letting him point to things and, like, doing gestures to try and communicate with them, they figured out how best to help him. And they thought about, oh, how is it going to make it easier for him to communicate with us so that we understand and just the fact that they thought that hard about it oh my god it was so cute fucking adorable Um, all right so what are your thoughts about the proposal or preppy's proposal to dre i don't know anything about the proposal so they were on the top of they were on the water she he or told dre to meet him on the water tower and then he proposes to her and he was like, look, I know legally we're married, but we never got the wedding. Oh, my God. That's cute as fuck. Right. Okay. I was like, oh, my God, Preppy, I didn't think you could be so sweet. I like, know. you're crazy motherfucker. Back to where it all began. Mm-hmm. Like, and like the fact that they were both there to like or she was there to end her life and like she's there to start her new one. Oh, I know. I thought it was the most adorable thing. And then, of course, as as Preppy and Dre do in every book, they fucked on the water tower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For it. Okay. Um, what did you think happened to Bo when Preppy and Dre got home and Kevin said that he was missing? Dude, the first thought in my mind was, oh, my God, first of all, motherfuckers, why the fuck did you leave Bo with somebody like Kevin? Like, don't get me wrong. I love Kevin. But why the fuck did you not have, like, King or Dre, or King or Dre, King or Bear? Like, what the fuck? I was so pissed because I was like, oh, my God, this motherfucker kidnapped Bo. I was, like, I was ready to figure out how to jump into this book and strangle Dre and Preppy. I was so pissed. The first time I read it, I was the same. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I first, my first thought was Kevin's, like, kidnapped this motherfucker. My second thought was oh my god is there someone if like from his life that is coming back for him like i see i didn't think that it was somebody from Bo's life because they had already killed the mom and stepdad and i was like let's be completely honest they were pieces of shit there's no way that they had people that cared about them so but like my first thought was like whoever tried to kidnap dre i was like oh my god and then i was pissed because i was like dude you left them with kevin and don't get me wrong again kevin love him he's adorable but they suspected him at that point that but then also the fact that that the way that I, the, I, maybe I'm wrong and maybe I'm misreading this, but the way I picture Kevin in my head is some tiny, like, scrawnier than I ever pictured Preppy. And then I was like, and not only that, but why would you have left Bo without, like, more than just two fucking bikers watching? I agree. And Especially then secondarily, shit happening. but then also, why didn't you have one biker at the front of the house and then one at the back where the fucking woods are? I agree. Both fucking bikers were in the front. Oh my god, I was so. Oh my. Okay, I need to. We need like to move the on safety get, discussion. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm getting heated. All right, go ahead. What were your thoughts about his or Bo's hideout in the woods with his blanket, coloring books, and then all of the little weapons that he collected? It broke my heart. Like, honest to God, broken heart because like. For a kid, like, thinking about it from Bo's point of view, that he dealt with all of this bad shit. And then he finally gets to a home that loves him. But it's too good to be true because he dealt with all this bad shit. So he has, Mm -hmm. like, a backup plan. Like, 
it broke my fucking heart that this six-year-old had to have a backup plan. I think, I feel like it was like, he had it beforehand though. So I think that that was almost like his place of comfort. Like maybe he was distressed because let's be honest, I don't think he fully understood that Dre and Preppy were just going on a date. Yeah. They were coming back home. So he's left with Kevin and then these two bikers and he's like, what the fuck is happening? He's only six. I, I thought like it, it was heartbreaking, but I also, for being as young as he was, I was also very impressed with how resourceful he was. Oh, yeah. Like, But it's I, also sad to think of why yeah. he's that resourceful. Yes. But, and then the other thing was when you think about how, like, we, we obviously knew in the books, like, Preppy and Bo clicked just instantly right and yes we know that it's because they had similar like childhoods but then like with preppy like because it was in preppy's point of view and he's thinking like oh Bo doesn't realize how similar our childhoods actually were and how um like where preppy had his little safe place his hideout it was just a dog house but he also did the same thing of building up his as preppy calls it his arsenal yeah and let's be completely honest though too that arsenal saved their fucking asses at the end of the book hell yeah go Bo. i'm team Bo all the way oh, i want to oh, yeah dude i want to i want a book about Bo when he's older me too i was oh just my god that. okay i'm emailing tm fraser it's oh happening god. i'm gonna email her and be like hey i really need this book in my life please i hate you um why uh because she just barely got on instagram the woman is stressed okay then you know what her husband comments on all of our things i'm just gonna reply back and be like can you please 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 i need a bow book no bow is in like the other books like nine books i want to read bow having his okay but i want to read bow having his own fucking romance and like when he's older you're right i do too (laughs) i know i am right okay see okay let's move on on. (laughs) what are your thoughts on the tattoo that preppy had that he showed bow to help him see that Dre and Preppy were going to keep him. First of all, so first the of all, other hold thing- on. Let me rephrase that because keep him makes him sound like a dog. Um, <laughs> <coughs> what were your thoughts on the tattoo that Preppy had that he showed Bo to help him see that Preppy and Dre were in fact not going to leave him? So, first of all, uh, one thing because I forgot to totally add the proposal part into the synopsis. Um, on the water tower, Dre um, ends up, after the proposal, quote-unquote, giving Preppy a present. And that present is a tattoo, and it's a little bow tie. Cutest thing ever is um, Preppy was like, oh, did Ray?" And then King's, she goes, no, King said he's been staring at your bow ties for his entire life, that he can do it better, or do, do it justice without making it look girly or whatever. <laughs> Okay, so anyways, so she got a little bow tie tattoo, right? And I thought that was adorable. And then I just thought, like, first of all, the fact that it wasn't just Dre and that he had included Bo, my heart. I was just like, oh, my God. I didn't know that I needed Preppy to be a father as much as I, like, needed it. I didn't realize it. I thought it was the cutest thing, but then also the fact that he wanted to show Ray, or not Ray, Bo, Dre. He Bo. wanted to show Dre, and then he ends up telling Bo when he realized Bo needed something to show him. So he's explaining to Bo, he's like, "Yeah, you know, tattoos are permanent, so they're never gonna wash off my skin. They're forever." And then he shows it, and he goes, "We've been practicing your name. Do you see your name?" And Bo, like his face, just lit up and i was like oh my god so it was like oh that that scene was i'm sorry but that scene i think out of the entire fucking book is my favorite that and the fact that preppy our bear was pissed off oops that was my other phone going off um bear was pissed off that like um he wasn't king or not kings he wasn't preppy's best man and then he was like well who is it gonna be king or me and he goes neither one of you and then he held up Bo. it's him and i was like those two things were probably my favorite thing in this entire series i fucking love it 
What did you think of the tattoo? Because I think I just talked that entire time. Okay, honestly, tears in my eyes. I thought it was the cutest fucking thing. Um, I think it's a very good way of showing the permanentness of the adoption in their minds. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, like, I've talked about it before. My sister is adopted. And um, And we we all have... What? I just wanted to say we all love her to fucking death. Oh, bro. Yeah. Um, But we all have tattoos of something to do with her. So, like, I have my family tattoos. And they're, like, zodiac signs in my family. And she's on there as well because she is my family. And my sisters all have, like, circles to represent each person. And um, my dad's is colored in white because he is no longer here. And... um, my sister is included on those as well. Um, so it's like a tattoo is a really good way of showing how permanent you think this is. Well, and she was your guys' sisters before the adoption was even complete. She was our sister from like three months into her life. So yeah. Oh my God. She's just the cutest little thing ever. Oh, I miss her. Me too. Uh, what are your thoughts on the wedding? I... Just want to say I fucking loved that they had an actual wedding, even though they were legally married because Preppy wanted to give that to her. Um, Secondarily, I loved that Bo was the best man. That just made my heart so happy. The second thing that I loved was when Kevin had stopped the wedding and Dre was like dreading it because she's like, oh, no, because she had heavily suspected Kevin at this point of something. And then he's like, Bo wants to say something and they thought that Bo was going to sign something to them. And he actually like and Kevin was like, he's been practicing for um, for a while now. And he just says he's like, happy wedding day, mommy and daddy. I love you. And I was like, oh, my God, this kid. So that was, again, my favorite part of the wedding was Bo. So there's that. <laughs> but I loved the wedding and I just loved that they got to have that. So, OK, anyways. I'm like fanning my eyes because I'm you like going to cry. <laughs> I thought it was like so touching because it's very much preppy showing that it's not mm-hmm. about him and it's about Dre and the things he's willing to do mm-hmm. for Dre. Um, and it's such a small thing, right? Because like he's like, she never mentioned anything about like a wedding or whatever. So like he was like, this might be something that she wants and he took initiative on it um which i love yeah. we all love a man that does initi- that takes the initiative um and Bo forever has my heart like yep like i said i need a bow book yes okay um wait really quick so um when they're in the hospital at the end of the book they're dre's dad and preppy are talking and her dad's like, well, tell me more about you. And he's like, you're not going to like what you hear. But one of the things is, is um, her dad had said, you didn't change because Dre needed you to. She didn't need you to change. She didn't ask you to change. But you changed for her. Like, better and, like, all this other stuff. Like, something along the lines of that. And I was just like, oh, my God. Why am I so emotional? I'm not <laughs> Because pregnant, this book... <laughs> because it's the end it's the end i told you it's bittersweet and i, I have to say that i'm not pregnant because at the end of the last episode there was some discussion about my sex life so i am not pregnant did you actually leave that in hell yeah <laughs> all right so did you expect Bo to be the one that killed eric like when we first found out that eric was dead axe in the head or we found out he was dead via axe in the head. Um, and then also, what were your thoughts on the fact that Bo was, in fact, the axe murderer? He's not a fucking... I hate that you keep calling him an axe murderer. Okay, but here's the thing is I love Bo with my entire heart. <laughs> okay, so I don't know that anyone in their right mind expected the six-year-old to put an axe through someone's head. Um, so... I would think it's safe to say that no, it was not expected that Bo was the one that would kill Derek. Um, however, I think it's like the opposite of the tattoos where they showed 
Bo how permanent he is in their minds. And this is him showing them how important that they are to him in the only way he knows how. I like the way you said that. Um, okay, this is going to make me sound so fucking morbid as a person. <laughs> you sounded morbid this whole time, so. <laughs> okay. The fucking laugh that came out of my mouth when I realized it was Bo. <laughs> like, <laughs> the most sinister laugh you've ever heard. I'm like silent laughing because it's so funny. <laughs> it's funny because you can imagine it. You know that it's true. Exactly. <laughs> and it's not okay. Oh I just want to clarify. It's not because I'm a. F- I am a little bit of a fucked up person, but it, that's not the reason I laughed. It was like more so like just a reaction of like my shock, the fact that like I loved so much it's that like it was Bo protecting laugh. his parents. But when I tell you this laugh was absolutely sinister, I'm not lying. (laughs) If any of my neighbors were outside in their yard, I probably scared the shit out of them. (laughs) Anyways. Okay. So. What were your thoughts? I asked the last question. (laughs) What were your thoughts on Preppy's punishment for Bo? Oh my god, I fucking loved it. I thought it was the funniest thing. What the words... Let me... Just, I'm going to pull up in here really quick the specific wording that he had um, Bo writing. Bart Simpson, anyone? These words that he is writing. Oh, I highlighted the one part that like when they were pretending not to cry, doing their man thing at the end. Uh-huh. I absolutely just um, bald at the specific part. Okay. Anyways, so the the um the things that he's having, um, <laughs> Bo writes on the wall. So it's um they did the chalk paint wall for him. So on with chalk, Preppy's having Bo write. I will not kill anyone with an axe without permission. And, and so <laughs> Trey goes without permission. <laughs> Preppy goes, I mean, I didn't want to rule it out entirely. It kind of saved our asses the last time. And then he goes, listen, Doc, if anyone knows this, it's me. There's no black and white, right or wrong. What Bo did is in the grayish area. Together, we're going to teach him how to be a good man, which means knowing how to be loyal to those that matter, when to sacrifice where it counts, and how to keep his promises. I want to show him that what he did was wrong so he doesn't think he can go around offing anyone who pisses him off, but I don't want him to feel too guilty for something I really want to pat him on the back for and buy him a pony. (laughs) I I have one thing to say about this. The Bart Simpson flashbacks that I got reading this to every Simpsons intro ever where he's writing on the chalkboard over and over. How are we related? Never. Never. You've never watched The Simpsons. I got to watch South Park, though. Hold on. (laughs) You got to watch South Park, but you didn't get to watch The Simpsons. You know my dad. Okay. No, no, no. Ashley, explain to Jacob, you know my dad. You know how he is. So you you can't honestly be surprised. Lexi says. I I can't even. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Okay, but you've got to admit, you know my dad. You know that, like, it makes sense. It makes sense, and it's stupid. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Okay, anyways, so, feelings after you finished the book. I loved it. I mean, I fucking loved the whole thing. Um, It does a really good job of making everything come full circle. From Mm -hmm. book one to book six, everything comes full circle, and I love it. I loved the book. I, it was very bittersweet ending it, and I kid you not, when I, I cried like I did when 
we first found out Preppy had quote unquote died. Um, I I literally cried because I was like, oh my god, we're never gonna get another like story from any of their point of views, and that made me so sad. I don't like finishing series sometimes, and I'm sad. I feel it. I have mixed. I I never think about it that way, where it's like, oh no, I'm never gonna read one by the, like from their point of view again, because I'm just like, damn, that was. I fuck. rarely do. But it's, like, when they're very, like, when they're really, really good books and books that I absolutely love, it's, that's how I feel. And I loved these books so fucking much. That's how I felt about Akatar, Throne of Glass. It's how I felt about the Ravenhood series. Off well, campus. let's be realistic. Not the Ravenhood series, just the first book. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, Off Campus and Briar U. Off Campus wasn't that bad, though, until after I had read The Legacy. And then The Legacy had made me realize, and I was like, God fucking damn it. Anyways, so what were your thoughts on... Oh, wait, this is your question. Yep. My bad. Sorry. Continue. Okay. <laughs> what were your thoughts on the series as a whole? I mean, I feel like I answered that in the last answer. Holy fucking shit. I love this series. This series is probably one of not probably this series is one of my favorites and i cannot oh, yeah. thank ashley enough for what a year ago maybe not even a full year ago telling me that i needed to read this book or this series she's bowing in a I'm really bowing. awkward way because <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to like stay close to the microphone it's not working <laughs> um how what your what are your thoughts i mean you're the one that like raved about it and told me that I had to read it so <laughs> I did yes and hold on let me read what I put on here because I think okay that I'm gonna read you word for word Lexi and I have a google doc that we share yeah. okay and I'm horrible and at updating it I update it religiously and anytime like we have a must reads section of our google doc and it's books like the book, the author, the rating, the spice rating, and our thoughts on it, right? These are my thoughts that I put on the King series, okay? All caps, <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh my god, this is so good. Never read a book like this before, ever. The cliffhanger has me dead, and I'm obsessed. Also, check trigger warnings, because this is dark. But, like... She did not lie. I wrote that, what, a year and a half yeah. ago? So, like... Yeah. yeah. I went ham. <sighs> yeah. All right. All right. I have one last final question. I need you to rate for me your favorite couples. So here's the thing. I can't rate them. They're all my favorite, but they're all my favorite for different reasons. Cop out. No, I'm, I'm serious. They are all my favorites, but for very different reasons. And I loved each and every one of them for very different specific reasons. No, you have to rate them because we're prepping I'm, you. Listen, I was, listen to me. I was in the middle of telling you. I will tell you what my favorite one is, but I'm not going to rate them. For okay, fuck's sake. <laughs> I think, and I'll, I'm, I'm not going to lie. A lot of this is, has to do with probably the fact that they were the first ones, but it's probably King and Ray. Like, I always have had a hot, like, a soft spot for King and Ray, but, and that's, that's where it's hard, because I also, like, again, love Bear and Thea. Like, while Bear wants to take care of Thea, Thea's like, no, fuck you, and she, she kind of wants to take care of Bear. <laughs> I love it. And then Preppy and Dre are just fucking crackhead energy all around, and I love them for it. Okay, my favorite couple, 1000% King and Ray, just because- They're just King- yeah, I love them together mm -hmm. and the things that they go through and the whole found family thing. Next, Preppy and Dre. I'm all for adoption. I fucking love them together. Mm -hmm. Also, they go through some really hard shit and I love it. And then Bear and Thea. Um, I'll be honest, I totally forgot Thea's name before we reread this because I was like, who does Bear end up with? But And I really shouldn't because it's my fucking mother's name. So <laughs> Anyway, those are my faves. You can't, you can't deny, though. You love all right, them Lexi. all very, very much for very different reasons. 
it's the it's the same thing as like the you guys in um off campus i love them all for very different reasons so while one of them's my favorite for a very like garrett like let's be completely honest though because of my particular situation garrett will always be above the rest of them but for the rest of the guys it's like very different things that i love about them anyways current reads <gasps> yay Okay, so I ended up finishing um, <laughs> The Bossy Grump by Nicole Snow. I I feel like it's because I wasn't in the mood to read when I finished it, which is kind of weird, but I did that anyways. Um, I remember really, really liking it before we recorded last, and then after when I finished it, like, it was good, but it wasn't my favorite. I think part of it, like, it was because I read when I didn't want to. Then I don't, I don't fucking remember it, but Kindle's telling me that I read, I read it. Um, Ruthless Sinner by Ivy Blake. I will have to go back and reread that one. Then I read, and this one kind of threw me through a little bit of a loop because when I started it, I did not know that it was an MM romance. I have no problem with it. I just was not prepared. So when I found out in the book as I'm reading it, there's one female guard with all these men. I thought that's who, that, that's who it was, right? no and I was like what the fuck is happening and then I was like oh okay now I'm caught up now I can get into it and enjoy it <laughs> but it really confused me at first so it was distorted by Nyla K super good um the ending is definitely not what I thought it was I absolutely recommend it it is it is a little bit dark though so just check triggers before you read it but super good then I read love unexpected by QB Tyler um, this one, her mother passes away and then her and the stepfather end up having a relationship. Then I read Torn by Karen Cole. This one is her father's best friend. Um, then I read Trist Six Venom by Trist Six Venom. I was talking to you while I was or typing this. So I read Trist Six Venom by Penelope Douglas. Loved this book. It was so good. I've been wanting to read this one for a while. Then I started the Addicted to You series by Krista Ritchie and Becca Ritchie. Um, so the thing about this series is the way that the authors suggest you read it is in tandem with the Callaway Sister series. So it's the first three books of the Addicted series and then moving into um, the first or the first two of the Callaway sister series so I read Addicted to You and Ricochet which is book one and book two and then I read Preppy part three and I had already finished or I had started and got about halfway through Addicted for Now which is the third book in the Addicted series um before I read Preppy and so this week I'm going to finish that one and then I'm going I've started also reading because I need a little bit of a break from these more darker topics and because the the Addicted series, obviously, if you can't tell by the name, is going through their addiction and all that stuff. Um, and I needed a little bit of a break because it was it was heavy, especially with reading um, the King series. Um, and more specifically, Preppy's books while I'm trying to read this was a little much for me. Um, and then so I started Badly Behaved Today by Megan Brandy. Going to finish that one. And then I'm going to read a few more chapters of house of earth and blood by sarah j moss <laughs> this is all you're getting every week a couple chapters um <laughs> and i won't tell you how many it could be one it could be five it could be the whole book who knows i don't even know then i'm going to read um the next books in the addicted and callaway sisters series and how you're supposed to read them which was which is kiss the sky and hot house flower so that's where we're at what are you reading but okay so this week i finished gaslight by rachel rose it was really good um the title kind of says everything it's super fucking good i loved it um up in smoke by tm frazier that is smoke's book um it happens after rage's book and it's it's pretty good. Um, it wasn't my favorite of the side ones. Um, next, I read Sicko by Amo Jones. A-M-O Jones. Um, 
I really liked it. Um, it had me fucking hooked and there's like a mega plot twist and it's also dark as shit. Um, I believe it is a stepbrother, stepsister situation. Um, yeah, it's really fucking good. I 100% recommend it. Check your triggers. Um, then I read The Pawn Duology by T.M. Frazier because those are all, they're like Pike and Pawn are the titles of them. Um, and it's Pike's love story. Pike is Kevin's friend. Um, I mean, it's really cute. I really liked it. Um, next, I read Flip Trick by... <laughs> I fucked up too by Amo Jones. James. <laughs> you fucked up twice. Wow. Oh my god. Bro, it's by Amo Jones. <laughs> Holy fuck. What is my life? Um, it's okay. okay. Anyway. It's okay. Pause. <laughs> Jones. Um, okay. I really liked that one too. That's a. Um, obviously, the girl skates. Uh, wow. She skateboards. Um, it was crazy. Had a fuck ton of plot twists, but it was really good. Um, I really, really liked it. Um, next, I read Fighting for Your Love. It's in the Fighting series by Nikki Ash. I believe it's book four. Um, it was pretty cute. I just needed like a feel good one because I was starting to get like a little like bothered we, by the darkness of a lot of the books I was reading. Romance kick. Fuck. We both need a break. <laughs> All right. And then I hit up my t- uh, my April TBR for some books. So I read Hold Out, which is part of the Moo You series. Did you like the uh, Moo by You series? No. Okay. Because I have, I have I the did. first it's book really in good. that series. And I want to um, know if it was worth reading. Thank you. Okay. Worth it. I would recommend. Um, I thought it was really cute. Uh, then I read... Um, those Three Little Words by Megan Quinn. It was really, really cute. Had all of the fucking feels. Um, I was laughing out loud the whole fucking time. Megan Quinn, if I ever feel like I need to laugh, she's my go-to author. Like, she writes some funny-ass shit, but it's also, like, deep and, like, emotional, but, like, also funny. I love it. Um... Let's see. Then I read Feather, which is the first book in the Angels of Elysium series by Olivia Wildenstein. Isn't that the one you told me that I needed to read? Um, fuck yeah, bro. It's so good. Um, obviously, it's about angels. Uh, the premise is like, but from the time you grow your wing bones, which happens like when you're around 10, you have 10 years to get a thousand feathers. And you get a feather every time you help somebody do a good deed. A sinner do a good deed. Not yet. Um, and you get more feathers if the person is a worse sinner. So she wants to get a hundred feathers. Like, she takes on a triple, which is somebody worth a hundred feathers. And it's this guy, and she has no idea why he's a triple. And, like, a hundred and thirty other angels have tried to help him, and he hasn't dropped a single point. So, like, nobody has gotten a feather from this man. So she decides to help him. And it's so fucking good. The end broke my fucking heart. Um, And I'm reading the second one right now. But anyway. (laughs) um, Next, I read Tease Me Once by Willow Winters. Really good. Really short. I'm fucking pissed that the second book is now. I just, I learned to check and see if series are finished or if there's more books because I, I can't. Well, that's why I'll always check because I can't, it drives me too crazy. And that's like, I learned that lesson from Zodiac Academy. I cannot, I cannot. (sighs) We don't talk about Bruno. Okay. (laughs) So... Next, I read Cocky Gamer, which is from the Cocky Heroes Club series. It's written by a whole bunch of different authors, but this book specifically is written by Lauren Helms. It was really good. Um, It was just kind of middle of the road for me. I didn't really love it. Um, It's a lot of very real, like, obstacles that couples face, so I liked that. Um, And then I read 
The Secrets Out, which is the Hawks MC Carolina Caroline Springs Charter by Lila Rose or Lila Rose. I don't know how you say her name. Um, it's set in Australia. Okay, but I read that. Um, it's so the original series is the Hawks MC, and then this is like a continuation series. So it's Hawks MC Caroline Springs Chat Charter, and it's really good. I really like this one. This one specifically is a poly romance, um, and it's a girl and two guys, and then it deals with a lot of like hyper masculine um, thoughts mm-hmm. about being with another man. Um, it's also very okay. insta love. <laughs> so like most of her books are, and that's why I love them. You and I right. are very different. Um, in sense. My current I, reads. It feels weird for me. But I will I read love this it. Book. I freaking love it. Um, so I actually did read Just some up. of House of Sky and Breath. Um, I read. Uh, damn, that's pages, actually, okay, but you didn't bitch. say that so, earlier. Well, it was damn, like nice. five chapters. Good so, job. Like, I'm proud of you. I'm very proud anyway, of you. Anyway, really good. Um, I'm, I'm more sorry proud you of you than I am of myself. But then I re- <laughs> Why? Why the, the fuck are we struggling so much with these two books? I just, don't know. Oh my god! We need to like get on this. Okay. Considering we both devoured so, the other two series um, by SJM. Fuck. I know. Okay. Um. So my other current reads: "Put Me in Detention" by Megan Quinn. Um. This girl is on a her divorcation, so like I a vacation to celebrate her divorce. In Vegas, me too. In Vegas, um, accidentally ends up getting married to That's one awesome. of her brother's coworkers on oh, her divorcation, <laughs> and he wants to give it a three-month try to see if they actually work together instead of getting an annulment. Um, it's really good. Uh, I'm also reading Celestial, which is the second book in the Angels of Elysium series uh, by Olivia Wildenstein. Wild. Weldon's, I don't know how I said that before, but um, it's good. It's kind of hard to like get back into because I have a, I always struggle getting into second books and third books because I'm like, I hate the reintroduction phase. See, that's that's where you and I differ. I just will go and finish a series, whereas you will read multiple books. I think this is the only time with with this addicted series where I haven't just unless it wasn't finished where I haven't stayed with the series and finished it all. No, I, like, read, like, seven books at a time. So, like... And I I typically can't. This week is a very different week. Um, My last one that I'm currently reading is Hiding Out by Lila Rose. It's the second book in the Hawks MC Caroline Springs Charter. Um, So this one's also in Australia. Yes, it is set in Australia. Um, Okay. I literally, I'm, like, not even all the way through chapter one. This is a reread for me, okay? Like... I love this series, so, like, I always come back to it and read it. It's got great, um, disability, um, representation. Is that the series? Yeah, like, one of the characters is blind. You fucking bitch! You- Okay, hold on really quick. You have told me about the series, but you never once said that it was in Australia. I want a fucking refund. Anyway- thousand percent recommend this series it's an mc series they're all insta love or like really short they're like 200 pages or less right around 200 pages super quick grades um they got they get you hooked and like their whole thing is like it's an mc but it's not the kind of mc that you think um it's very much like a protect your own kind of mc um it's really good i really like it so our social medias if you guys want to see our book looks, um, give us book recs, just basically talk. Um, you can hit us up, social media, TikTok is blues.library, burped. Uh, Instagram is blues.library and blues.library podcast. And- okay, um, Lexi, what are we reading next week? <laughs> we are going to be going into... My favorite book of the Briar U series, which is the same universe as the off-campus series by L. Kennedy, it is going to be The Risk. It is Jake Connolly. And Brenna. I love Brenna. 
I I know I was going to say her name and I forgot the last name. Jensen. Yes, Brenna Jensen. Oh my god, I love them together. I love Jake Connolly. Just oh my god. Okay. Oh my god. I have to tell you a story after this. All right. Y'all have a good week. <laughs> don't do drugs. Wear condoms. Um Don't Don't drink a drive. Don't don't stop at a biker club um ha- club house thing because your cousin tells you to just don't I feel do attacked. it <laughs> you should be attacked you tried to get you tried to get me murdered do you understand that it didn't work so <laughs> anyway i now don't know if i want to come visit you i don't know if i trust you that much <laughs> just kidding <laughs> i'm I totally no words. kidding okay. anyways this is a really weird episode both ashley and i are in weird fucking places all right right now emotionally so you guys all have a good week bye